So you want to build a house. Welcome to the podcast by Statera Homes. I'm Scott Daly, and I'm here with my co-host, Jackie Kowaleski. Hello, Scott. Hey, Jackie. What's going on? Nothing. Uh, what are we talking about today, Jackie? Break it down for us. So we are talking about what you need to know going into a model home. So you're going into a model home. So you're right. thinking that new construction might be an option. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk to you today about how to think when you're going into a model, how to yeah. make the best use of your time, right? how to be an educated purchaser, if that's what you're doing, purchasing. Right. And to take some of the intimidation out of that process. Right. Because you know people have told us that the anxiety level is like walking on a car lot at a car dealership, right? Yeah. And you go at night or you go when they're not open. So in Delaware, a lot of the dealerships aren't open on Sundays. You mm-hmm. go because you know that sales rep isn't there because yeah, you're safe. Right. If you're out like walking around the parking lot, <laughs> like, and you see that person walking towards you and you just know here comes an awkward conversation and you're mm-hmm. getting all anxious and you're miserable. Yeah. We don't want it to be like that when you walk into a model. No. No. And there's another really complicated issue about going to a model home when uh, the business isn't open. Do you know what that is? Oh, you probably can't get in. Yeah, it's locked. <laughs> so, you know, you can go around, you can look at cars when, when nobody's yeah. there. But you can't really, like, if you're, if you're in the kitchen after hours at the model home, yeah. you're, you're, you've broken the law. Yeah. You're, you're in trouble. So you can't do that. So you, you, you're... Well, can you do that? Can you walk through the parking lot of car dealerships? I mean, technically, you're probably trespassing. I was going to say... they encourage it. I don't think... ultimately, they know if you're looking at cars, you're going to probably buy a car, and they know that's just a part of the process. And so what we want to do is, is shine some light on part of the process of new homes, and so that it is not the anxiety-ridden, painful experience uh, that you might have had buying a new car. It is something that you're prepared for. And just like you try to prepare to buy a new car, you need to go online and you read the reviews and you get internet pricing or whatever you do. Um, you try to get educated, um, but you we want you to be educated when you're going into a model home uh, for the for the exact same reason, because we think that a little bit of education, a little bit of preparation is going to make that experience a much better experience. And ultimately, it might land you in a better house. And I don't mm-hmm. mean cheaper, and this is how to beat the builder. We'll talk no. about that. But this is just, you want to come out with a house that makes sense for you on every level. It's the house you want. It costs what you are can reasonably afford to pay. It's where you want it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is just some basic facts that you need to know. Yeah. So here we go. We're doing it. Okay. So let's talk about before you go. Yeah, that's a good start. You want to go or you want me? No, break it down, Jackie. Before you go, what are, give me some things that people should know before you even get in the car. Mm, What I would do, I would go online and look at floor plans. Okay. Um, from different local builders. Well, first you have to, I mean, we're going to assume that they know where they want to live. Right. Okay. Do, so they know where they want to live. They've checked out the area. They have an idea for communities they want to be in or builders they want to build with. Right. Okay. 
So I would search builders. Then I would look at floor plans. Um, I, I feel like I know a little bit more than the average person now that I've worked with a home builder. So I'd look at standard features. But we can, we'd, right. you don't even need to do that just yet. But bottom line, I would just look at floor plans and try and decide what type of house I want. Right. And so maybe... I can key in a little on that. So part of it is you want to, like, just what Jackie said, you're gathering some information. But the second part is, I think you want to have a conversation about what is the house that fits you. I mean, that's a big thing for us at Statera is we want to build a house that fits your life. And so in order to do that, you're going to have to be able to tell us what that house looks like. Right. What you what you want and what you need. Right. Like and it. And the difference between the two. Right. Because sometimes people get confused about want and need, but it's also how are you going to live? Chances are, if you're building in Southern Delaware, you're relocating, although not in every case, but a lot of folks are moving down here. So your lifestyle is going to change. And we've talked about that in some detail in some previous podcasts. But Mm -hmm. the conversation is independent of the builder. And it's even independent of if you're going to buy a new or used home. It's what? What's the house? What is the setting for the story of our lives going to need to be? Right. What do we need want it to, to be, be? Want to be? Right. It just makes it such an easier process. Right. So you know, a lot of people, uh, I think people go into real estate in general like I know it when I'll see it, and I mean I don't know that that is always the wisest course of action because I know it what I see it is not a logical assumption. That is an emotional assumption, and you're mm-hmm. making a very expensive very complicated decision based upon a feeling and that's right not that's for candy bars that's for candy bars impulse buy yeah don't impulse buy a house yeah <laughs> probably probably should right a four dollar candy bar a four hundred and eighty thousand dollar house there's a yeah. difference and so the process by which you arrive at a decision should be different so right. do your homework on both ends research the builder mm-hmm uh, well, once so one more thing on the need versus want. Later down the road, that's going to help you substantially because, you know, everyone has a limit to their build, which is money, right? So right. you need what you need. It's going to be a lot easier for you to decipher what house you should build based off of knowing what you need and what you want. What can you sacrifice? What do you need? You know, right. you know what I mean? Like I might need all of my living space on one floor. That's a need, right? Because if I'm retiring here and I want to age in the house and mobility might be an issue. Right, deal breaker. Deal breaker. I don't need a pool table. Right. Maybe you do. You don't need an extended front porch, but maybe maybe you do need it. There's, you know, everyone's different. Right. Just, you know, figure it out. (laughs) That's a thing. But so, yeah. It is a thing. But that's a conversation that I think... Uh, everybody had. Right, or prepare before you meet your right. builder. Right. So. Okay, what else? All right, so um, I think we have to briefly touch on location. I know we're, we're kind of assuming that you want to be here and you know where here is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're looking at like a lot of home package or something like that, then the location is important. And so um the pricing can vary by location uh, but if you're talking about buying a lot home package in a community uh, you want to really think through um think through that like what kind of a community do we want what are we going to do in our neighborhood 
when right. we live there. And one other thing that I would do, because a lot of that information about the community, you're going to have to learn from the builder. So we're going to talk about that in a little more detail later. Mm-hmm. But some of those things are decisions you want. Like I have to have a community with an indoor pool. Okay. That, if that's a need, that's not right. a want, uh, then that's going to limit your search. Things like that that you already know. I need to be in a golf course community or I, can, I don't want to be in a golf course community. Well, then don't go look in one. Right. Um, right. But the other things will be like, I would recommend that people, uh, if they like a neighborhood, and they don't have to do this before they go through the model home, but they should do this at some point before they sign a contract, drive through the neighborhood when the sun has gone down. Right. See you can't walk like. through other people's houses, but you right. can drive through the neighborhood. And just to know, like, is this a dark community? Is this a well-lit community? Mm-hmm. Some people don't want well-lit. Some people do want well-lit. You know, some people want to know if there's a cement factory in my backyard that runs at night or, right. you know, some hog slaughtering operation that oh starts at some, you know, <laughs> that's I mean, what came into, into your well, mind. Well, you know, I mean, if you've ever smelled a hog farm, you're going to want to know if one is close by. I don't think I want to. I don't want to. I don't want to smell that. Um, yeah. Good you advice. Don't. Good that, advice. This is the point. You don't. Ooh, so. OK. So. Check it out. Check it out. So. um that's that. So that's just kind of outside. So let's pretend now you're you're going up to the model. You right. are driving up to the model. You're parking in the parking lot or the driveway, wherever it is that you park. Mm-hmm. What do you need to know now? Well, first, well, there's a chance that you're probably shopping around to a bunch of different builders and you're taking a weekend to do this. So you're probably going to make the best use of your time that you can and visit as many builders as you can. And uh, if you look online, a lot of the articles say, you know, take your time, don't go to that many builders at one time. But being realistic, a lot of people will just try and fit it all in. If you're doing that, a really good tool or something that you should do is just take out your phone, take a picture of the exterior of the house and almost, I mean, every model home will have the builder sign, the logo out there. Um, And that way, when you take pictures inside, you will know when your pictures start and stop with certain builders. What do you think? That's a great idea. Okay, great. Right? And so I think, yeah, so that'll help you keep your head straight. Yeah. If you're looking at a lot of builders, because you're right, I, I think people are going to come down here and they're going to spend all day, whatever day, looking at right, you know, real estate. Most people are looking at used homes or looking at new homes um, there. So I think that's important just to keep your information straight as you're doing your research. Right. I think another thing to think about, too, is understand why a model home is there. Mm. And that's mm. a store. doesn't look like a store, but, it, you know, it is... A store. Right. So the the purpose of a model home is to sell other homes. Um, and you have to understand uh, that you might be going there to gather information, but the person who is there and the company who has put it there is, is not looking simply to dispense information. Right? They didn't build a library. They built a model home. So that's important to understand that you're going into a store. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, uh, but just uh, keep that in mind and keep it in mind because um, it's a store that I think is unlike uh, just about any uh, store 
that you can ever see because this store is professionally decorated. Mm, Right? And so you walk in some of these models and they are absolutely gorgeous. And you look at them and you're thinking, I'll just take it. Oh my God, yeah. Pinterest everywhere. What did you say that it was? Live version of Pinterest. A live version of Pinterest. It's like a dream come true. Right. The whole house is social media ready. Yeah. And it's gorgeous and it's beautiful. And here's the irony of it. Um, Most of the stuff that you're falling in love with, a builder doesn't even sell. Right. Well, yeah. Right? So... Yeah. You know, you see, you look around and it's beautifully furnished and it's beautifully decorated with all these little trinkets and paint colors and stuff like that. Light fixtures. Light fixtures. And then if you read somewhere in that model, uh, especially with the larger home builders, you're going to see a little disclaimer that says, Mm -hmm. hey, there's stuff in this house that we don't sell. There's stuff we've done to this house that we don't even do. Right. And people know that, though. People know that the builder is staging it. They know that it's not for sale. Most people know that it's not for sale. But then, but you still get that emotional reaction when you walk in. Oh my gosh, it blows you away. Yeah, you even you you still know you right. know that that stuff isn't. I guess you could say air quotes real. You know, it's not going to come with the house, but it creates a, an emotional reaction. Right. Do you know that um, back when the market was really bad, I think it was in California, there was a big builder that actually hired actors to no. stand around the house like a family. Oh, my gosh. So they didn't just stage it in furniture. I would to- I would do that. I would feel bad about tricking people. Well, not tricking people, but I don't know what I'm trying to say. That's weird. It's totally an unnecessary job, which right. maybe makes it so appealing to me. Right. I don't think they do that now, but it was like, we want people to be able to visualize. It's like a little fake family. Little fake family. Oh, my Who's gosh. really better. Lo- I mean, it would. So th- for me, and, and maybe this is my reaction, but and it's different than everybody else's. Models frustrate me. They kind of make me feel inadequate. They don't get me excited like, oh, I want to live here. They remind me, hey, I can't afford what this thing costs. Oh, so they just stress you out. They do. I don't, I don't, um, I love how they look. And then there's the inevitable question is, mm-hmm. hey, what would it cost for me to get a house like this? Yeah, and that's really interesting. And you have to think about, so your furniture, how would it look in that house? Right, and my furniture doesn't look like their furniture. Right, right, yeah. In most cases. And so... No. To me, that's kind of, it's almost, it reinforces, hey, this is the life you want that's not obtainable. And I'm just going to remind you that it's not obtainable, but you can get 60% of this life if you buy the schlocky one and build it down the street that doesn't have any of these upgrades in it. It's so, it's, and so and what then, do you, Well, what do you mean by upgrades? Aside from, you know, furniture, lighting, props people everything so this you know when a lot of builders will take the model home and they'll put every conceivable option they have be it structural be it finishes whatever into a home because they want people to see kind of what's possible and maybe that's just the natural pessimist in me that doesn't see what's possible it sees what i have yet to obtain and um so you know i think the reactions are varied but i think the the key on the model is to walk in and know that they're trying to get an emotional reaction out of you that probably right. isn't mine. It's Re- probably well, yeah. aspirational. They're probably like, I want to live this way. Sweet, I'm going to buy yeah. this neighborhood because I can live this way. Yeah, opposite and of what you... The opposite yeah. of me. Mm-hmm. But but that 
again, I think candy it's, bars it, are an emotional decision. It, yes, they are. Not yeah. houses. Right. That was a great analogy. So anyway, so that's just you know something to keep in the back of your head. Well, when you're so when you're taking pictures, so you take a picture of the outside, and then you you come inside. Do you think the salesperson would be offended if you you snap pictures of the inside? I don't think so. I don't think so either. If it'll help you remember. Right. There's you probably know? pictures of a model home, the same model home on, on the, all the builder's website anyway. Right. But for you to take them, you kind of have your own, right. you know, angle, memory. It just helps jog, jog your memory right. of your experience there. I think that's a great idea. I can't imagine a builder. They might not get it very often, but they're probably going to be okay with you doing it. I so. would totally do that. Right. And what about, so when you're asking... You know, you're going to get asked questions and maybe you can ask questions as well. But would you bring, I don't know, a phone or your, you have your phone on you, but write down notes, you know, what's standard. Absolutely. What's, you know. So some of that you realize that if you talk long enough to the sales rep, they're going to hand you that information. Right. You know, like you don't need to write it down a list of standard features. They're going to give you a list of standard features, right. the square okay. footage of the house, some of the costs that are involved in the things in the neighborhood. But you do want to ask, especially if you're looking at a lot of home package, you know, um, what, you know, is this, is this community available? What are the home sites that are available? What are the home site premiums? We've talked about that in previous podcasts. Right. Um, what are the amenities? If mm -hmm. I love this house, but don't love this neighborhood, is there somewhere else I can get it? Is there a different community you build in? Or can you put it on a lot home package that you, that I can go out and buy the lot and pay you the builder to build the house? Mm -hmm. Something like that. So those are things you want to know. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, again, that amenity thing in neighborhoods, because there's communities in Sussex County that have zero amenities. There's community in Sussex County that have 10 or 15,000 square foot clubhouses that are beautiful and gigantic and fun. Right. But if you're not going to use all that, you're going to pay for it in a neighborhood. And if you want all that, then why would you buy in a neighborhood that doesn't have any amenities? Right. So that's a conversation you sort of have up front and say, before you get in there and go, well, okay. We want this kind of a lifestyle. We need these things to, ha to be true of our neighborhood. Um, a lot of people love those amenities, but just as many people seem to say, hey, I don't really want to pay three or four or five hundred or seven hundred dollars a month in fees right. for these amenities because I'm really buying a house so I can go fishing. Right. And or they don't want to participate in the neighborhood. Right. Uh, so that's something right. to. Um, well, so one more thing they could they could ask if they build offsite, which well you might be able to learn that online before you even go in there. Correct, but they might not be as clear. Yeah, we'll do it. No, we don't do it. Mm -hmm. But it's worth asking the sales rep. Yeah. So um, that sales rep might not sell those for that neighborhood, so they might not be able to give you a lot of information, right? They might say, "Well, we do that," but they, right. here's this other person you need to talk to. Right. That's not me, and then they become disinterested because they're right. not going to get paid. But what you have to remember is. Like you going back to the car salesman analogy, you automatically view that car salesman as the opposition. But, you know, when it comes to building a house, you you're going to have to ask and learn things about this builder. So you really the salesperson is actually a tool. Right. So there's a couple of fundamental differences between the terrorizing used car or new car experience. I feel really the bad. Building, there's some so. used car salesman or, or a new car salesman just going like, man. These guys suck because we're just using them. Right, but it, and but I, I think 
It's not true to all of them. But the, the feeling is, is almost universal, right? Okay, that's fair. So yeah. keep in mind a couple of things in cars. Usually the, the, uh, the time, and I've heard this um, from people in the industry, from when you first contact a car dealer to when you make a decision about a purchase is 72 hours. So three days later, hmm. you're buying a car. Second of all, the car dealerships understand that a Ford is a Ford is a Ford. And there's a Ford dealership. And if you're standing in one Ford dealership and you're willing to drive 30 miles, you probably have seven different Ford dealership options. Mm -hmm. So they understand that. And so they have to work for your business in a way that a home builder who's they've got the neighborhood and the floor plan you want. And they're the only they control right. the lots. You're kind of yeah. locked in. So there's a lot more deal negotiation that can happen in cars that, necess that can really happen in used homes or sorry, new homes, mm -hmm. um, even more so. Um, when compared to used homes, there's a lot of negotiation. But with a new home, the house isn't there. And so if you're trying to drive the price down to where the builder isn't going to build it, why would they do it? Right. Because it, it doesn't cost them very much to, to not build a house. It's a right. different thing if they, the house is finished and they want to sell it. Whole nother conversation. But if, if you're building this house for you and it doesn't exist and you're trying to beat the builder up on price he's probably going to tell you to go somewhere else. Right. And you're going right. to lose the opportunity to be honest with the salesperson. You know, if you're honest with the salesperson, say, look, I love this neighborhood. I want to be in here for X amount of dollars. Then the salesperson can say, okay, you know, if it is tight, how about you can do this house for this amount of square feet? Right. And then you have X amount for different options. You know, they're going to find a way to, to get you in there. Right. And, and so also, and that, and that really brings up another point, is that the, the relationship is a lot longer. Yeah. The relationship with people at Statera, a lot of times, we talk to them for over a year before they buy. Right. And then our relationship literally continues for years after that. So we build the house. They move into the house. There's a warranty period. And so uh, the relationship, because it's much more long-term, uh, because it's a lot less transactional, right? So you go in, you buy, you look at a Ford dealership, you buy your F-150, and three different dealerships can have the exact same F-150 that you want. Mm -hmm. And you might never go back to that dealership for service, or you might, you know, because they're right. not. So it's it's much more um, of a commodity there, that you just want that Ford pickup at that price, and whoever gives it to you gets it. This is This is a little different. Right. This is a unique product that is being created for you. Uh, this is a much more complicated, expensive product. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that sales rep, again, they're not just there to sell you a house. They're there to give you some knowledge. They're there to understand something about your life. Uh, and the more you can give that to them, um, you know, we always say is don't lie to the sales rep. Right. That doesn't mean you have to tell them your life story and about all your financial realities or anything like that you don't have to tell them that information but don't tell them false information right that just makes it even more complicated right. and stressful even for you for the salesperson and for you right because ultimately they're not going to give you the best advice because if they don't know where you are and you're not honest with them about where you're trying to be then they're not going to help you they get can't to the help house you. they can't help yeah you. So, but they also understand. I mean, look, there's something that gets said in the industry, and that's buyers are liars. Right. Yeah. So when somebody walks in the model and says all these things, you know, that a lot of times it, it's, a, it's a few contacts with that, that person and the sales rep before the sales rep figures out what's actually going on. Oh, that's so frustrating. You know, everybody's uncle is a contractor. 
And you oh, know, I see. Yeah. Oh my God, my okay. You know, my, I got an uncle, and he's a builder, and you know, he's gonna watch you guys like a hawk, like you know, like says everybody. They everybody everybody says that their budget is twenty five percent lower than what their budget is. Um, you know, this stuff just and it doesn't ultimately help because a that sales rep doesn't probably have any negotiating tactics, right? No, they just they're not the ones bargaining. They're the ones working the model. The the person right. who is ultimately signing an agreement to build a house with you isn't that person. Right. So you're not even talking to that person. They have so. sales tools. They have they, sales tools. They have incentives. Oh, we're going to give you this. We're going to give you that. We're going to give you this. And they're not really giving you much of anything. But it doesn't matter. They were told that's what you can say. But they can't sign. They can't mm-hmm. bind the company to build a house at a certain price. So if you go in there and you beat the tar out of that person and you try to rough them up like you're roughing up the sales manager at the Ford dealership, um, just, it, it's, yeah. A, it isn't going to work. And B, you want that person to be a partner. And yeah. I understand this is a contract and, and the dollars matter and right. you want to get the dollars right and you don't want to spend a dollar more than you have to. And that's fine. Right. But at the same time, it's hard to turn but, around. Yeah, lying can count right. against you. So if they ask what your budget is, just say, hey, we haven't set a budget right. yet. Right, you don't have to say right. anything. If they ask your time frame and your time frame is a year from now, and don't say, hey, we're three months out. Just say, hey, we're a year from now. You know right. what? Sales reps understand that, and they're going to value that relationship and they're going to give you the information that you need right because we are used to dealing with people for a year before they buy a house at Statera all the time right so just be honest if you're three years out they might look at you like what are you doing here and it's a legit question you should probably go to the beach yeah (laughs) yeah that model home is not going to be there it's not going to be there the prices aren't going to be there the the plan the spec everything's going to change in three years so you just then just hey we're here in three years we're walking around the model thanks they're going to be nice right but, but if you are, you know, there there are certain things that a salesperson almost has to ask, and it's not because they are tr- trying to drill, you know, any sort of information into your head. It's because that is their job. So right. don't be offended or feel attacked if they say, hey, look, I really love your, your name and your email. Because they're going to ask. Right. It's their job. And they're not going to hand you $10 worth of sales material without right. probably getting that. Right. It's just like when you walk into a shop or a clothing right. store and they say, hey, how are you doing today? Can I help you with anything? Right. You know. They're going to let you walk around the store. One of two things. You could say, I'm just looking or yes, I, I need right. this, this, this. Yeah. So what happens, Jackie, if I want to go into the model and I actually want pricing? How do I need to prepare myself for that? Okay. Well, you're going to want some more time. How much time? A couple to a few hours. A few hours. Yeah. Right. So most people think I can just go in there and I can click off my options like toppings mm-hmm. on a cheeseburger. And it isn't like that. It's a very complicated cheeseburger. It is. Right. And so if you really want firm, hardcore, this is what this the house I want costs types of pricing, you should be prepared to spend a couple of hours. Right. And if you want to be confident in your decisions you know you don't want to f- rush through anything right that's that's the worst then you're just wasting your time right and this is why the, i'm going to visit six builders in a day 
right. is, is totally possible. But then you have to ask sure. yourself, what's the goal of the visit? Am I looking to get that kind of specific information from six different builders? You're not going to do that in a day. No. That's a long day. That is the longest. That's kind of impossible. Right. And uh, so it's going to take a while to price out a house because there's a lot of things that go into a house. And sure. that's probably true of every builder. So just be, adva- be advised, if you're going, you're going to be spending some time. Um, other things, uh, the pricing probably more than six months out is not that relevant. Um, and I think we would tell you to even focus pricing-wise on the bottom line price and the closing costs. You know, you kind of look through the incentives, let them give you the incentives and all that. But if you're going to take the time to price it, price it all the way out and find out what the actual sales price is and what the estimated closing costs are. And the builder should be able to do that. And that's the bottom line price that you would compare with other builders. It isn't, well, this builder is giving us 40% off options. Like that only matters. The problem is, is that what you find that that builder is an option. Another builder considers it a standard and doesn't charge additional for it. Right. And that's why you have to go all the way to the end of the process and say, this is the house I like, and this is what it costs. And these are my settlement costs. Right. So if you are, so you're saying if you're less than six months out, you got to go full, you got to go full on, full on two hours. If you're less than six months, give or take, then what what do you do? What do you do? If you're if you're over six months, I'm sorry. Over yes. If you're over yeah. six months, ask the rep to just ballpark the price. I just ballpark. So hey, this get, model, okay. you know, Statera Homes, we have the Grace, and you know, I do the Grace and some of the upstairs in a basement. What what am I talking? Yeah. And they'll tell you. They'll say, oh, you know, in this neighborhood, you're looking at blah, blah, these blah. kind of dollars. Okay. And so you kind of know. And the reason why spending two hours pricing it out when you're more than six months away is. A, those prices are going to change. The incentives are going to change. The available lots are going to change over six months. And so all of that is what ties into a specific price. You know, a specific price is basically, you know, that's the buy it now price. Right. And so yeah. if you can't buy it now, then the price isn't really going to matter. Right. And set, uh, it up, set an appointment. You need the attention you deserve. Right. So it's to terror when somebody calls and makes an appointment. Uh, a, that's a level that says, hey, I, I'm going to value your time as a sales rep and I'm going to come in at a specific time, but I also want your attention. And that will get most builders reps, including Statera's attention to the point where they will uh, not kind of give other people attention. Because you might walk in, decide to pull up at your model home and three other couples pull up. And what's the sales rep supposed to do? But yeah. if you walk in and say, hi, I'm Scott Daly and I have a one o'clock appointment, and you walk in with three other couples, well, here, Mr. Daly, we've been expecting you, blah, 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 sit down and let me whip out my computer and let's do this thing. And right. versus the other two couples that are just sort of poking around and the, the sales rep is going to say, hey, I'd love to get up with you. I have an appointment. Is there another time that we can meet later this afternoon or the next day? Or are you going to come down? And, and that's it. So if you want the information uh, and you're at that point in the process, make the appointment. Right. So, um. I would say one other thing is, is again, going into the negotiations. And I think we kind of touched on this. Don't try to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes you look at, you're either trying to survive a car dealership and just get through with the car. Or you're trying to beat the car dealership, which is ironic because car dealerships are incredibly sophisticated at sales and you rarely beat them um, because they don't have to sell you anything. So 
if they're selling you something that the price works for them. So I don't know how you're beating them. But again, it's going back to the point that you want that sales rep in the model home. You got to understand, A, they're doing their job. Giving out your email is not the end of the world. A, you get tons of spam from everybody already. B, you can always opt out of it. Um, and C, you understand they're doing a job and they're probably not supposed to give you much if you just say, oh, I'm not going to give you my name and number. What you're really saying is, hey, I don't trust you. Right. But yeah. I want to I learn more about you, but I don't trust you. And ultimately, in my experience, if you don't trust your builder, you're not building with the right person. So somebody that starts at, I don't trust you, I think you're trying to scam me, you know, I oh, want to kind of look at them and be like, well, you know, I'm sorry that you had some past experience that has led you to believe that with builders. Um, a, you, you walked into this model, and there, I did not see the gun pointing at your head right. to make you come in here. And B, um, you know, that's not how we roll. I don't know that you can peer pressure or arm twist or manipulate someone into a $500,000 purchase. You know, again, not it's not a candy bar. That I know of. So, yeah. So now you're ready. You're ready to go into a model home. Yeah. Clear out that storage in your phone before you go. Right. And we're excited to see you and hopefully. Yes. That you walk in and you don't you're not as anxious and you're a little more educated, which makes the time productive. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy we did this one. I would love to listen to this one. Great. So this is the So You Want to Build a House podcast. I'm Scott Daly. And I'm Jackie Kowaleski. Thanks for tuning in. So You Want to Build a House is brought to you by Statera Homes. Statera Homes is a craft home builder in Southern Delaware. This builder finds value in working with you to build a home that is the perfect fit for your lifestyle. Statera truly sets themselves apart from other builders in the area. To find out more, visit their website, www.staterahomes.com. That's S-T-A-T-E-R-A-H-O-M-E-S.com. Or call their model home at area code 302-329-8881. That's 302-329-8881. Music from this podcast was by the band Defining Parallel from their recent single, Painted Lives. Thank you for listening to So You Want to Build a House. To stay updated on the most recent episodes, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you found it to begin with, or... Check out Statera Homes' website, which is, again, www.staterahomes.com. Thank you very much.